Good morning and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. My name is Larry Kay and I will be the host for the presentation this morning. And today is Sunday, August 13th, 2023. Uh, let me give you the share ID numbers for Friday, August 11th for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. That number is 20,531. That's 20531. And for the 10 a.m. meeting on Friday, that number is 20,532. That's 20532. This morning, a vision for you presents from self-reliance to God-reliance. And our speaker is going to focus her presentation on the instructions um, and, and her personal experience of, of the daily practice of Step 11. So the, the, the big book reminds us that, of course, the spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. And, uh, you know, frankly, for me, anyway, while the, the program of action is found in the 12 steps, it was intended to be simple, uh, I'm told. Um, no one ever said it was going to be easy. <laughs> and um, so it's going it's to take some action. And, uh, and we hear that all the time. Um, so I'm going to have to face my fears with courage, face my fears with dignity, with grace. And, and it, sometimes it feels counterintuitive to do that. You know, I want to just kind of curl up, you know. Uh, I don't know if you can relate, but it, 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 it does feel counterintuitive at times. But yet out of a, sort of a gut-wrenching desperation sometimes where we acknowledge our powerlessness and the unmanageability of our, our lives, hopefully – we can finally wave the white flag, you know, and we can have the courage to accept some help. And, and the nice thing is, is that we have a roadmap in the 12 steps that can lead us to access power. That's the whole deal is to lead us to, to access to a higher power of our own understanding. And, you know, I've, I've heard the, the, the shorthand, someone gave me kind of the shorthand for the steps and it's kind of stuck with me. And, uh, he told me um, years ago that steps one, two, and three get us right with God. Steps four through seven get us right with ourselves. Eight and nine get us right with others. And steps 10, 11, and 12 keep us right with God, with ourselves, and with others. Now, you, you know, God reliance, you know, doesn't mean, of course, ha uh, handing over all responsibility, uh, you know, and getting to a place where I become passive in my recovery. Oh, no, it's, it's not like that for me. It means finding balance. We have to find balance um, and understanding that I have a part to play in this deal, but also knowing kind of when to step back and let a divine wisdom guide me. That's, that's not always easy. And it's sort of like a daily uh, sacred dance, you know, where I come to believe there's a power at work in the universe that wants nothing more for me than my well-being. And when we shift from a, a self-directed, self-centered consciousness to a God-directed, God-centered consciousness, what happens is our lives become enriched in ways that we, we, we never thought would be possible. I know I didn't, and, um, but it came in the midst of working these steps. And, and I, of course, the paradox is it's not something that I just do and then, and then coast, right? I, I've got to do it and continue and continue, right? And that's going to be one of the themes this morning, I'm sure, um, when we talk about step 11. 
you know, step 11 is intended to become a, a daily invitation to connect with God through prayer and meditation. It wasn't always easy for me to, to pray at times, and it just certainly wasn't always easy for me to meditate at times, but I do it. Regardless of how I feel, I, I do it today. And when, when I practice it, it enables me to seek refuge uh, and, and quiet in the chaos in our mind that could, you know, sometimes be there and, and find peace in the present moment. It's not a perfect peace always, um, but, but, but it does come. And we get to tap into that infinite source of love and guidance. And it's in these moments of stillness that we learn to surrender and, uh, and let go of our need for control. And, and again, as I said, it's a, it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Step 11 is a reminder for us to let our higher power kind of take the wheel, but, but also recognizing that I have some responsibility, and it leads us towards uh, correct action. And, you know, we do this as only a human being can. We do it imperfectly. It's really a, a daily walk. I merely seek to improve my conscious contact with God. Now, joining us this morning to elaborate on her experience in working Step 11 is Donna W. from California. And not only is she up bright and early this morning out in California, so we appreciate that, Donna, but Donna is a dedicated member of Overeaters Anonymous, and she's devoted to the practice and the teaching of the 12 steps and 12 traditions. And I bet she does it like I do, which is imperfectly, as we all do. So with that, please join me in welcoming Donna to the line this morning. Good morning, Donna. Thank you so much, Larry. Yes, I'm absolutely very imperfect. Thank you for reminding me <laughs> I, uh, because I was going to remind everyone. And I'm just so grateful to be here because I had this very elaborate dream of why I I uh, couldn't make the meeting. Like I had to drive my husband somewhere and left my phone and couldn't get in the car anyway. So when my alarm went off, I was so grateful. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, I'm Donna, compulsive eater in Northern California, and so grateful to be here. So step 11 is thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. So the, um, the step 11 comes um, towards the end of the steps. And, it, and from what my learning is that uh, step Three is what, you know, where step one, we admit, we admit we've got the, um, the, the problem. We admit that, that we, we, we can't figure this out on our own. Step two, um, you know, what, step one, we start to admit that, we, that I'm not God. And step two, we, we learn that there is a God. Step three, we make a decision to turn our lives and wills over to God. We just make a decision. We decide. And then... The action from that decision is steps four through 10. And that's all about clearing away the blockages to God. That all leads us to step 11, where we really take daily direction and have that conscious contact with God. And the big book tells us that um, conscious contact with God comes from prayer and meditation. Now, I don't know about you, like I, I, I hear a lot in these um, in the, on the calls in the rooms about waking up as a raving addict every morning. And I like when I wake up, I don't have an appetite. <laughs> and so my first thought is not to go and eat. So I don't, I don't resonate with that. But I got to tell you, every day I wake up self-reliant. I wake up ready to run the show. I wake, wake up with my to-do list 
and uh, ready to figure everything out. So, so what I was, when I was asked to present um, a special edition, I was thinking, well, every day I wake up thinking that I'm in charge, and every day I need to turn my life and will over to God and rem- remind myself that I'm not in charge, that God is here to run the show, and I get to let God run the show today. And um, and so how, how I do that. So so we'll start with the directions in the big book. I've got some notes from um, the the AA 12 and 12, and then I'm going to share how I how I work my 11 steps. And um, but we'll start with my story. So I've been in program. This um, October will be 21 years and 20 years of abstinence. And um, I grew up in a family of overeaters. Um, uh, I grew up in a family of being, um, uh, 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 I'm one of four girls, and we were taught to be um, very strong, independent, self-reliant women. So that's why I was taught to be independent. And um, and I, uh, I um, in my family, food was the solution. You know, if you're happy, uh, you ate. If you're sad, you ate. Food was, uh, food was the solution. Um, and you know what? I grew up believing in God. And just recently at a Thanksgiving dinner, uh, we God became the topic of conversation. And I found out in my whole family, I am the only one that believes in God. But um, while I believed in God, I never relied on God. And one of the things I heard in program um, was that, uh, well, one, I learned that, oh, I have to rely on, on, on God. One of the things I learned in program was that um, I heard someone say, um, uh, relying on God, believing in God is is like uh, if you remember there was Evil Knievel who would do those uh, crazy stunts and he'd ride his bike across the Golden uh, the the Grand Canyon, and um, so believing in God is going oh yeah I believe that um, that Evil Knievel can can leap his bike across the Grand Canyon, but relying on God is getting on the back of the bike. And when I heard that story, I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, I really, I, I believe in God. God's kind of out there. God's lovely. God's out there. But uh, I'm not, I, I wasn't willing to put my, my hands, my life, my faith in God. Uh, I didn't believe in getting on the back of the bike. So I was busy running the show, and um, I got to be 194 pounds. That was my top weight. Definitely food was the solution. Um, I was in a very stressful job um, in my uh, 30s where I would just come home and sit on the couch and um, and, and make my way through a bag of uh, tortilla chips. Um, when I was a kid, I would uh, read while I walked to school. I would come home from school and read and eat and watch TV. And there was that feeling when it was time for dinner and I was so full from the stuff I ate, but I was still, you know, feel like, oh, God, I got to sit down and eat dinner. And I still, that that shame, oh, God, that shame just from sitting down at the table and not being hungry because I ate all afternoon um, was, uh, uh, you know, I still like sometimes when it's mealtime and I'm not hungry, I still have that, that feeling come up. But, you know, all that told me, like, I just wanted to, to numb out, to zone out. I mean, when read, eat, and watch TV all at the same time, like, I do not want to be present with this. All the kids uh, were, were like would after school be running up and down the street, climbing trees, and I would just come home and eat and read and watch TV. I was very sedentary, uh, very smart, um, little know-it-all, <laughs> teacher's pet. And, um, um, you know, so that, that, that was how I grew up. Um, and when I got into high school and college, I started getting a little more active. 
uh, doing some sports. Um, and um, I lived in the UK for 10 years. I did a year of my degree. I lived in the UK for 10 years. And um, and then when I came back, my weight was just, uh, I came back in the uh, in 97, and my weight just was going up and up. So I went to um, therapy, and I just kind of thought, you know, if I could just stop eating, then I'll be okay. And I also thought if I could just lose weight, then I'll be okay. Like I, my whole life, I thought if I could just lose weight, then my life will begin. If I could just lose weight, then um, then my life will be perfect. And, you know, losing weight was my higher power, right? Um, and so um, I, I got into therapy, and uh, sh- and she told me, oh, I just want to say during that time I was in this very stressful job. Very, I was very ambitious, and I remember sitting in these very important meetings with all the executives, and my suit was so tight I had to um, unbutton the top button on my pants to breathe. Um, so, you know, I had it all, and I had nothing. Um, so during this time, I, I went to this um, therapist, and she um, suggested OA, and I was just disgusted. I was like, um, me in a 12-step program? Like, I got it all together. I just need to lose a little weight, right? But um, but I was willing to go. So I went to some meetings. Um, I didn't do the steps. I didn't get a sponsor. I came in late and I hovered around uh, the, ba- the the perimeters and left early, you know, didn't really talk to anyone. And I decided I'm, I'm, a, I'm gluten-free. I'm allergic to gluten. So I decided, well, my food plan will be that I don't eat gluten, but I proceeded to eat everything that is not gluten, like Rice Krispie treats and ice cream, and gained weight. And so I was like, see, it doesn't work. And then... Um, Oh, about a year or so later, I uh, I had a party at my house, and it was uh, one of these parties where everyone I invited came and brought someone. So it was this huge descent of people, and um, then everybody left, and I was there all by myself, the leftovers. And I sat down, and I wasn't hungry, and I just started eating the leftovers. And I'm like, why am I eating this? I'm not even hungry. You know, hand to mouth, hand to mouth, hand to mouth, and the penny dropped. It was a visceral feeling. Oh, the eater. And that was in October of 2002. And that Tuesday night, I went to a meeting up the street from me. And that became my home meeting. And that, that was my home. And I, 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 I walked in that room and I was like, I'm home. So that was the beginning of my, that's when I count that I started OA. And I worked the steps and I got a sponsor. And I worked the steps many, many times. And um, as Larry started, you know, I'm imperfect. And sometimes I, you know, especially on these calls, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't work my program like that. I'm not good enough. But uh, sometimes I look around me in my life and I go, oh, I can really see how my program is working. I have three sisters and uh, two of them are morbidly obese. And one of them is a sugar addict, and her sugar addiction has caused pretty major health problems. And she's she's a, she's a little overweight right now, but um, but beyond the weight, they are anxious, they are controlling, they are um, they are food and drug addicted. They don't they don't deal with their stuff, you know. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but I have tools to deal with my stuff. I remember 
uh, my mom has passed, but I remember I was driving her to the hospital for her to have a procedure. And on the way there, I um, said, oh, I'll call your friends and let them know you need some help. And the entire way to the hospital, she screamed at me, don't you dare, don't you dare. And I'm being very quiet, but she screamed, don't you dare ask for help. And, you know, in program, I learn, I've learned to ask for help. I learn when I have hard feelings, when I have hard situations, I get to ask for help. In uh, 2006, I had this major injury where I was in a body brace for a month, and I got to ask for help. I was, um, I was with my husband, but uh, he was my boyfriend at the time. I was living alone, and a program friend brought me a bed to, uh, so I could uh, sleep downstairs because my bedroom was upstairs and I couldn't go up, upstairs. People brought me food. People came and uh, helped me clean my house. There's no way I would have survived without my program friends. One program friend borrowed somebody's station wagon because I couldn't sit so that she could load me in the back and take me to doctor appointments. Um, you know, what my, my, my feeling is, you know, you put little deposits in the bank every day working program, and when a shit hits the fan, when life gets really hard, my goodness, people and program and God show up. People came to my house and we had OA meetings right in my house around my bed <laughs> down in the living room. So, um, and more recently, um, I have been dealing with long COVID for over three years. I got COVID March, early, early March, 2020 and had this slew of health issues and, um, and, um, it was, I didn't even know what was going on and then eventually realized it was long COVID. And I've done my best to work my program. I've done the steps. I've, um, you know, I can't, I can't do the service I'd love to do. I can't, I'm, you know, uh, the, the person that I was before March 2020 and the person that I became after are very different. And for a long, long time, up, up till this year, I felt very betrayed and abandoned by my higher power because um, I, I had such extreme debilitating uh, brain fog and fatigue and health issues. And um, you know what? I, I started really kind of tuning into my higher power because guess what? Being abandoned by God doesn't help help me at all. And maybe maybe somehow, some way, my higher power really is looking after me and somehow gave me the, the right long COVID. You know, that I know people who are far, far worse than me, as horrible as mine has been. And thankfully, I'm, I'm coming out of it now, and I'm starting to feel more of a, of a whole person again. But um, um, I, um, you know, I, I've done my best to just do my, my daily practice and somehow uh, get through it. But, yeah, I go to meetings. I, uh, I have a sponsor. I have sponsees. And um, you know what? I, I, I get through it. Somehow, some way, God's looking after me, whether, whether I really get it or, or not. One of the things long COVID has really helped me is to just, I, I used to be and who was, uh, uh, let's say, um, very, bu very busy, very active, and, um, and striving for that perfection. And with, with long COVID, uh, you know, I, I, I do what I can. I have to rest. And, and there's a gift in there because I'm learning. I'm learning to be kind and gentle with myself and not beat myself up with my program or anything. So, you know, I do my best. Um, and, um, you know, the main thing is to stay, you know, keep working my program and stay close to my higher power. 
So, uh, and then let me talk about my weight. So I've lost weight down before, before long COVID, I, I was down probably about 70, 75 pounds. And then with long COVID, I gained some weight. And, um, and now finally I'm starting to release that excess weight. But I got to tell you, you know, whenever I gain weight, I think if only I could lose weight, my life will be perfect. And right now I've lost some weight and um, my, I have my own business. My business has been really slow. My husband just came, got laid off. And there's a lot of problems, even when you live in, in, a, in a good weight. So um, really, like, when, when I first lost my weight, I thought um, I was really angry. I was really angry at God. I was really um, pissed off because I thought life now will begin and everything will be perfect. And it's not. And I was angry at program for a while because um, I worked my program and I still have hard things to deal with. And I've learned from Harland that, you know, we're st- we, don't, we don't raise above, above being hu- human. So, um, you know, we, but we have this buildup of human emotions and we need, uh, we need tools to get us to, um, uh, to deal with the day-to-day. And when I wake up self-reliant every day, you know, ready to run this show with my to-do list, thinking that if I could just get all these to-dos done, then we'll be in control and everything will be fine. And, and, oh, and by the way, when you have long COVID, it's pretty hard to get through that, lo- that, that to-do list. So, so what do we do? Okay, so let's go, uh, loop back to step 11, which is about prayer and meditation. So I've heard that things uh, simplified that uh, prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. And there's four pillars to this is that we have time, we have our morning, we have times throughout the day with indecision and then uh, prayer. All right, so the big book on the page 86, well, it starts on 85 saying, step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. And it starts at uh, when we retire at night, which I always think is kind of weird. And then it starts at night. But it says that we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God for forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. Um, now, I have a hard time reading that whole paragraph and going through that whole list. Um, you know, for me, I need to keep things really simple. And so uh, when I retire at night, um, what, uh, sometimes by the time I'm getting into bed, I'm so kind of brain dead, I can't remember all that. And so um, what I've done is I've, I've written that kind of the basics of that out on an index card, which I leave on my night, uh, my, my uh, nightstand, and I go through that. But to keep it really simple, I'm not very good with long prayers. I can't remember them, and they just seem too complicated to me. So things that I say are, um, you know, what worked well today? What could I improve? You know, and just check in. Uh, we'll go to the morning one in a moment, but in the morning I ask God to keep me safe. And so at night I, I, in the morning I'm asking God for things and then I'm thanking God for things at night. So thank you God for keeping me safe. Thank you God. You know, like yesterday I said, thank you God for a good enough day. Like it was a good enough day, you know, it doesn't have to be awesome, but I, I take a moment just to reflect what worked well and what I can improve and, 
and um, and turn that over. And um, then in the morning, it says, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrongdoing. So um, in the morning, what I do when I first wake up is I get on my uh, knees. I go into the child's uh, position, like from yoga, um, on a rug at the foot of my bed. And I say the first three steps. And then I uh, say the step three prayer and the step seven prayer. And then I ask God to direct my thinking. Um, and uh, to, to be, uh, keep it divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. And I pray for my sponsor and my program friends and my sponsees and my husband and me. And um, and so that's kind of how I start my day. And then I have what I call my quiet time or my meds. And I sit down in a corner with my big book, my journal, uh, and I um, – and that's where I kind of really review. That's more kind of where I write down. I like review, you know, whatever's going on in my head when I'm thinking, when I'm feeling. I have little cards, little index cards. I write down my my uh, things I want to do in that day. So I'm kind of reflecting on the day, writing in my journal, kind of whatever I need to to move on. Maybe I'm writing a tenth step. Maybe I'm. Uh, I always uh, write a list of gratitudes. Oh, I read uh, where we are in the big book, uh, a page or two, uh, uh, aligned with our big book study, our vision big book study, and then I uh, meditate. And um, and during the meditation, I'm I'm trying to get some conscious contact with God. I'm um, you know I, I I'm trying to uh, kind of connect with the sunlight of the spirit and uh, get on God's beam. So um, what I find simple prayers work for me, like saying, hi, God. (laughs) That's one of my biggest prayers, to just remind myself I have a God. Say, hi, God. And and so I I just, like during that meditation, I'll say hi to God. Um, I like to look at my higher power kind of like using my phone. So I have a smartphone. I I use an iPhone. And And this phone is very powerful. It can connect me with people all around the world. It can find me information, and um, it can even, you know, help in emergencies, right? It can tell me what I have scheduled for the day. But if the power drains out, and it will every single day, then it's useless. It's just a piece of silicone, glass, you know, metal. And um, I have to plug it in to its source of power every day for it to serve me, right? And so um, for it to be of service. So in the same way, I need to plug myself into higher power. I mean, literally, I just plug in my battery in. And um, without higher power, I just cannot function. I cannot I cannot be of service. And so um, that's really, to me, that, that meditation is all about just getting in, charging up my battery. And um, you know what? When I was in the depths of uh, the long COVID and I was sleeping 11 10, 11 hours at night, it was hard to get up and meditate because I I was also running my own business, right? And so um, sometimes my meditation is five minutes. Sometimes my meditation is five breaths. Ideally, it's I like a, I, I really do like a 20-minute meditation. Um, 
And, um, but you know what, even if I just close my eyes and breathe, I get overstimulated very easily. So just closing my eyes and breathing, even just for five breaths is just a way to just kind of shut up the world and connect with my higher power and connect with myself. So that is how uh, I do my morning, um, my morning meds, my quiet time. And I will tell my husband, hey, I'm going to go take some quiet time, you know. So that's even like when we're on vacation, um, even, um, in a, you know, let's say if I don't do it first thing in the morning, um, like today, because <laughs> I got up at five, um, I'll do that later. So I might say, hey, I'm going to take my quiet time. And I'll do that. And um, and so I'll do my best to do it. If I can't do it first thing in the morning, even just a few minutes um, throughout the day or sometimes at night, I'll, if I've got a lot going on in my head, I will journal at night. And that really does help me as well. Um, I feel like my higher power talks to me in my writing. And so sometimes I'll be writing and my higher power will actually kind of write a sentence or I'll hear things in my um, or in my prayer meditation um, I, I, I find, you know, my higher power is very, very quiet. My higher power talks in a very quiet voice. My higher power speaks in very, very short bullet point sentences. So let's say I'm dealing with something that um, I'm overwhelmed by. My head will be screaming and looking at all the, you know, uh, possibilities that will happen and it's all very complicated, right? <laughs> But I don't hear my higher power until I get quiet. So um, the the quieter I get, the, my higher power is always there, but I cannot hear my higher power when I'm got a lot going on in my head. So um, I have to get very quiet. And sometimes when I'm writing, um, my higher power will write something to me. And again, it's very simple, like things like drink water, go to a meeting. It's simple. Call Mary. It's like, you know, the sentences are two or three words. Um, uh, and it's all very simple. Like I'm trying to figure out my whole life and I'll, I'll hear drink water. <laughs> so it's all very simple. It's all very kind of present, right? Um, it's all very much in the moment. And, you know, I heard like, you know, I've also heard like we can't connect with God. God is here in this moment. God is here in the present. And when I'm, you know, ruminating about the past and worrying about the future, God is not there. God is here. So um, those are things that that are good to remember as well. Okay, so um, uh, uh, again, uh, on the last paragraph of page 86, it tells us that um, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch for the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. So um, I love that sentence. We relax and take easy. We don't struggle. So when I am struggling, it's because I'm trying to figure it all out myself, which is my mantra. Like if I am stressed about something inside my head is a little loop going, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. And so, you know, when I'm, when I'm, power I get to relax and take it easy and not struggle that I mean I think that's a huge promise of this um, step that I get to relax and take it easy all right then um, uh, let's see my husband does not meditate with me I've asked him if he's not interested um, and then the third time we we uh, we pray through the day 
where we meditate and pray through the day is um, is is uh, when agitated or doubtful. We pause on the bottom of page 87. As we go through the day, we, when agitated or doubtful, and ask, uh, we pause, excuse me, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and, and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. Um, so there's a lot of promises in there. So, um, you know, I'm, I am agitated and doubtful for the day. So I get to say, thy will be done. So that's, that's a prayer. That's a promise. Um, uh, uh, again, I like to keep it really simple. Just saying hi to God throughout the day. That just reminds me that I'm not running the show, that I'm not alone. Um, I say, thank you to God. I say, help me God. I say, how can I be of service, God? How can I be of help, God? So those are my basic four prayers. Hi, God. Thank you, God. Help me, God. How can I be of service? Um, so I keep it really simple. Um, um, I've also heard, you know, when I when I get, like, with this long COVID and other things, I feel abandoned by God. And I've heard people saying, um, you know, just let God ha- let God know how angry you are, because at least you're still having a conversation. Then I'm not stepping away. And I think with this long COVID, what really helped is I started talking to my higher power. Look, God, I'm really pissed off here. How could you do this to me? And then I started realizing that my higher power is looking after me. So um, that you know, when when life is hard, I I do tend to um, uh, feel betrayed by my higher power. But by having conversations, that's an area I can work on. Is uh, with with my financial insecurity right now is um, talk to God, and then at least at least I'm still in conversation with God. Um, so so prayer is uh, talking to God, and uh, meditation is listening to God, and both of them are important. Um, and um, and the big book is really um, uh, emphasizes that um, we when we pray we we uh, only ask for um, others we don't ask for ourselves. That pr- prayer, you know, as addicts, as food addicts, we're good at um, going to drive in, drive up, um, uh, and placing our order. You know cheeseburger and milkshake. We're good at restaurants placing our order. So prayer is not about placing an order to God. Hey, God, um, I want to lose weight. Hey, God, I need a new client. Um, it's it's uh, really be, uh, seeing how I can be of service. And I would say one of the biggest uh, that program is working in my life is that I've gone from a self, uh, a food, a food and weight obsessed person to um, someone who is looking for ways I can be of service through my day, through my life. And so, you know, I'm praying for the next right client to be to serve for my business. Um, so, so, you know, the big book says a lot that we, you know, we don't, we, we don't uh, pray for ourselves, only um, helping others. Okay. Um, and then on page 88, it says it works. It really does. And I love that promise. It's like five words. It works. It really does. But there's a lot of promises here. 
because I'm in less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity. I become much more efficient. I'm not going to get so tired because I don't have to arrange my life. Um, so it says we alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But I can't let God discipline me, me if I don't know, if I don't have conscious contact with God. All right, I'm just going to, um, let's see, the, the, uh, the, the promise of the big book, excuse me, the promise of the 11th step, as I said, is it works, it really does, um, that I get to relax and take it easy, that I don't have to uh, 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 burn up so much energy. And there, the, there's, um, the prayer is I will be done, but there's also in the, in the AA 12 step, um, 12 and 12, 11th step, the uh, uh, Bill talks a lot about the St. Francis prayer, you know, um, and um, and that prayer starts with God, you know, make, um, make me a channel of thy peace. Now, I have a hard time remembering that whole prayer. So I usually just, if I'm feeling anxious or going into a stressful situation, I'll say, you know, make me a channel of thy peace. Um, you know, where there's, there's darkness, may I bring light. Where there's hate, may I be, bring love. That's about all I get out <laughs> of that prayer. So I'm not very good at, at the long prayers, but I'll, I'll, I'll remember bits of it. Okay. Let me just, oh, and then what I want to say is I, a friend of mine in program, she talks about going agnostic all day. Um, and that's where when I get so stressed, you know, when I'm stressed, the first thing I do is go into self-reliance. I go into, I got to figure it out. So, so uh, you know, that's where I forget there's a higher power, that I'm the higher power and I'm in charge. Or I get reliant on a situation um, uh, or people, then I'm going agnostic. So that's where throughout the day I got to keep reminding myself um, that I have a higher power. Um, and, again, just saying little things like, hi, God, um, how can I be of help, God? Or I need help, God. Those are little ways that I stay uh, connected um, through the day. And then, you know, I was talking about in, um, growing up, I was taught to be independent. And I read a book once where it talks about levels of maturity are, you know, we start being very dependent on our parents, right? And then we grow, you know, we mature to be independent. But it said that real maturity is interdependence, where we rely on others, right? Where we can, we don't need to be dependent on others, but we have that interdependence. And that's where you know, by being a, a spiritual person, I get to have that interdependence with my higher power and others. Um, oh, I also want to talk about my God can. In the morning, uh, when I've got a lot going on, I will write things down. God, can you please manage, you know, my financials? Can you manage my business? Can you ma manage my food, my weight, my trip coming up? And I, I have this little tin, little can, and I write, cram these little scraps of paper in there. And um, every now and then it gets so full that I'll take out a few pieces. And every time I do that, I'm like, oh, God, man, wow, God did manage that. That did work out fine. Or I go, oh, that was a problem. I don't even remember that. So little, that little thing, you know, I turn stuff over so I don't have to carry it in my head. And then later, sometimes it's a month later, sometimes it's years later, I pull out these little scraps of paper and like those things, I'm still here today. I'm still standing. Somehow I got through that. So um, so those are like, that's a good good reminder of how God's working in my life. Um, and in the, in the, in the um, 12 and 12, page 97, it says, those of us who have come to make regular use of prayer 
would ha- would no more do with with without it than we would refuse air, food, or sunshine. And so it does become just a. It's like it's a, it nourishes me, right? And I I can't get through my day without it. Um, it says on page ninety eight, meditation is our step out into the sun. It's intensely on page one hundred one. It says in, meditation is intensely practical. It helps us have emotional um, uh, balance, and it says prayer is raising of the heart and mind to God. And um, on page 104, it says, we discover that we do receive guidance for our lives to just about the extent that we stop making demands upon God to give it to us in order and on our to- on order and on our terms. And so as long as, um, and, and I've, I've learned that as long as I have self-will, God won't, God won't interfere. God won't enter. So let me just, uh, I'm going through my notes, seeing if there's anything else um, around my um, 11th step. I think that's all I'm going to share today. I pass. Oh, hey, oh, Donna, thank you so much for your, your very authentic and hopeful presentation this morning. Much appreciated. So now we're going to transition to an opportunity to ask Donna some questions. And just to let you know, we're going to close at the top of the hour at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you have a question for Donna, um, press star 1 and give me your first name and last initial. Elena C. Elena. Who else? Penny C. Carolyn S.H. Penny, and I heard Ellen. Carolyn S.H. Lynn S. And Lynn. Audrey M.P., I have a question. Okay, Audrey, gotcha. Anybody else? Celia D. That's a good start. Was that Celia? Yes. Okay. Hi, Celia. Let me put you in there. Okay. So here's who we have. We have Elena, Penny, Ellen, Carolyn, Lynn, Audrey, and Celia. So let's start with um, Elena C. Good morning, Elena. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, I have a question about why you said... You did say, I hear you, I heard you say, I hope I heard you say correctly, I've been abandoned by God. Can you please kind of clarify what that might mean for you? Yes, yeah, sure. Thank you, Elena C. Yeah, I have felt abandoned by God. So, you know, uh, when I look back, I know that God is working in my life. But when life gets hard um, and it doesn't go according to my plans, I feel abandoned um, and so that's where, you know, my prayer meditation helped me to kind of reconnect. So, you know, I've gone through uh, over the last three years, it's been really, really rough. And I've had times where, you know, I've kind of gone through the motions, but I didn't really feel a close relationship with my higher power. But um, but uh, uh, we're, we're on good terms these days. Um, uh, but, yes, yeah, so I have felt abandoned, but I, I wasn't abandoned. and meditation every day, whether I, I, you know, I act as if when I, when I don't feel a close, a close contact, 
conscious contact with my higher power. Thanks for the question, Elena. Um, and next up, we have Penny and I don't know. I may have heard of an Ellen, but maybe not. Um, so we'll we'll call out for that. If not, Carolyn. So Penny, good morning. Good morning. I'm Penny C. Recovered in um, in uh, in Boston area. I forgot where I was from. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Donna. I particularly appreciated right at the beginning of your share. You are talking about asking for help, and um, not until almost seven years ago when I was about to undergo serious back surgery and a sponsee asked me, are you asking people to pray for you? Did I ever do that? So my question is, do you ask people to pray for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Penny. Thank you for your question. Yes, I pray for people and I ask them to pray for me. And I, and I pray for them. You know, I... I um thought I'd be this kind of person who said, oh, I'll keep you in my thoughts and prayers, or will you pray for me? Yeah, I ha- I've had surgeries, and I've asked people to pray for me, and um, and I tell people I'll pray for them. And, um, you know, I'm like, I'll take all the help I can get, you know. So, I like everyone on this call and listening to the recording, I'll take all your prayers to help me fully recover from long COVID. Um, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And research shows that prayer works. So, um, yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, Penny, for the question. Okay, was there an Ellen? I'll just give it a chance. Or that might have been Elena. I make things up. Okay. Um, so next up, we have Carolyn, followed by Lynn. Carolyn, good morning. Hi, good morning, Larry. Good morning, Donna and everybody. Um, Carolyn S.H. in Massachusetts. And I just got so much out of your share. And I'm wondering, um, what I heard was when you were talking about your um, uh, your process in the morning of step 11, um, I heard a lot of uh, like things that really work for you. And I, I've been going from different process to different process in the morning. And um, I've in the past and currently experienced a bit of like insecurity of um, this isn't quite working. What do I do? How do I get to something that works for me um, where I can really feel like I'm working step 11 um, and contacting higher power. Did you go through that? Uh, like maybe I would might call it insecurity or questioning or in exploratory phase. Um, was that part of your experience or what would you say about that? Um, well, thank you for your question, Carolyn. Um, yeah, well, I would say so experiment. I mean, I'm trying, like, I've got this breathing app that I've been playing with. I like. Sometimes I meditate on my own. Sometimes I do guided meditations. Um, I've done, yeah, I've tried all the different sorts of breathing. Um, so I'm always trying things. Um, but I would want to, um, I'm curious, like, what, how do you, what are you trying to get to? Like, I, I don't have this epiphany every day. Um, it's really just about quieting my mind so that I can hear my higher power. Um, and try to kind of feel some of that sunlight of the spirit. So I, I like, I would be curious, kind of where where you're getting what, what you know, what you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, what is it that you're imagining you're going to accomplish by doing this? Because it's not, it's a daily practice, and sometimes I'm barely awake, and uh, I just, you know, breathe until my timer goes off. Sometimes I get insights, you know, but it's a daily practice. So sometimes, you know, I do it whether whether I it's a fabulous thing or not. Um, I did have a period where I heard people praying 
asking uh, their higher power, hey, can you show me how to connect with you? And so I did that, and um, and I got uh, my higher – it took several months, but I did get a way to connect more deeply with my higher power, and I still kind of struggle with that way of connecting. But my higher power did kind of show me how to connect um, with them more deeply. So you might also go, hey, God, how, how do you want me to connect with you? Like, what would work? So – that that can be a prayer, like, hey God, I want to get to know you better. You know, um, how how can I get to know you better? Um, and and so that would be, you know, just keep praying for that. And that did come to me. You know, it took about four months of praying for that. Um, and when it came, that wasn't. I didn't really want that, <laughs> of course. Um, and then um, also, you know, getting clear about your higher power. That's a lot of people have talked about that. That's more of a kind of step three type of thing, where uh, or step two practice where you like, you know, write your job description or your one ad for your higher power. Um, and, you know, like I've had to really uh, um, create a higher power that is um, loving and gentle um, and kind and, um, and I've heard other people share, have a sense, has a sense of humor. Um, my, my higher power has often been very kind of distant. And so I've had to like bring my higher power closer to me so that they're not just out there somewhere, but they're part of my life. Um, and, um, and, and maybe, you know, so have those conversations with your higher power. Hey God, you know, how do you want me to connect in the morning? Well, you know, um, I, I um, I've heard about the two way prayer with the writing. I don't know if I officially do that, but when I write, I do get my higher power to connect with me. Um, so, so I would kind of bring all that power. Okay, thanks so much Thank for the you. question. Yeah, thanks, Carolyn. Next up we have um, Lynn, followed by Audrey. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Vision, uh, Donna. My name is Lynn S., Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. And I, I don't have a question, but I have a huge thank you, Donna. This morning I got up and I burnt my toast because I was busy online trying to find a place to eat because I'm going out with a friend today and I'm vegan and I'm trying to find a place to eat. So my breakfast is burned while I'm doing that. Then I come on vision, listening away, Googling vegan restaurants in Unionville. Can't find anything. And listening, Donna's voice, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I heard going agnostic all day. I got to figure it out. Stopped me dead in my tracks. Because I had thought, you know, Lynn, you could pray about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that yeah, yeah thing? And your words stopped me. And I just put everything down. And I thought, Lynn, this is what it's all about. You know, I can think I'm levitating with God, but I'm really not. And my purpose isn't to levitate with God. But it's to go to God when agitated or doubtful, just like it says in the part that we were studying. So, Donna, if you have, I'm sure you're not doubting if you reached anybody. But if you are, you reach this little old lady in Toronto who's sitting here very quietly now listening to you. And I know that the right place to eat will come up. Thank you, Donna, very much. Thank you, Lynn. Enjoy your lunch. Yeah, thanks, Lynn. Okay, next up we have uh, Audrey with a question, followed by Celia. Audrey, good morning. 
Good morning, Audrey and team checking in from Southern California. Um, thank you, Team Sunday, and thank you, Donna, for your share. I had a lot of takeaways. <coughs> I had a lot of takeaways, and um, but I, when when agitated and doubtful, you know, we relax. Um, we do not struggle, and and uh, my question. My question about entire, I have a question about entire abstinence. So when entire abstinence and the, and the feelings that you had while you were losing weight, because 70 pounds is like a lot of weight. Uh, here's the question. Can you speak to control? In entire absence, when you weigh your, do you consider weighing and measuring control? And then, you know, how do you abandon, how do you abandon your weight loss to God? I, I'm confused somewhere in the control of weighing and measuring, if that's entire abstinence for you, and, and abandoning myself to God. And, and, um, I heard earlier, we don't make lists, we give our heart to God. And so I'm torn between that juxtaposition of the control of weighing and measuring to know how to eat, to trust God that you're eating the right thing. Is well, that, thank is you, that a clear? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, you know, I, I worked the program and um, for many years, uh, and still wanted to control my weight. So when it comes when it comes comes to my weight, like I that's my domain, and so it's it's really hard. That's a hard one for me to turn over. And then you know with the long COVID, I gained weight. That was very 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 stressful uh, for me. Um, but um, yeah, so you know now that uh, I'm doing my best, I've worked the steps over and over, and every time I turn some some other stuff over. And so trying to really trust that um, God can manage my weight. That's a big one for me, that God can manage my weight. Oof. So, but um, I'm doing my best on that one. And because, um, you know, I think, because really my weight, food and my weight have been my higher powers most of my life. Um, and so, yes, I do weigh myself. Um, I find when I don't weigh myself, I just kind of lose touch with that. Um, and so that's more just a reality check. It's not a, a good, bad, you know, it's just a data point of uh, how my food plan is working for me. Um, and then when it comes to food, you know, I'm an addict and um, I, um, I uh, uh, sometimes I weigh and measure my food. Um, uh, uh, I did weigh and measure my food for uh, several years. And, um, you know, I, I kind of eyeball it now. Um, but the weighing and measuring really helped me to learn what uh, proper portions are. I didn't know. You know, I thought a portion of um, things I liked were very big. <laughs> so I didn't know what a proper portion was. And it also helped me to make sure that I was getting enough things like vegetables and protein to make sure, like like when I came into program, I'm like, oh, you know, that may work work for you, but I'm special. I thought I was a special snowflake, right? And I would have that terminally unique um, uh, uh, perspective. And um, part of me uh, 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 um, 
being recovered is that I have said, I'd realized that, hey, I'm not special. Um, uh, there's a program here that's helped millions of people. Maybe it can help me too. Um, so when I came in, I was like, I got to eat little meals. I got to eat all the time, my blood sugar. And, but I learned by eating the uh, right portions that, that that food sustains me and I could actually still be alive between meals. I wasn't going to die of starvation. So, um, uh, uh, so I think weighing and measuring is great just to be, just as a learning. Doesn't mean I have to do it for the rest of my life, but I learned, wow, like when I eat enough protein, my blood sugar stays stable and when I, and I, uh, sustains me for the next meal. When I eat a huge amount of vegetables, I don't have room for much other crap, you know? <laughs> so, um, uh, and it's also great for volume eaters. So some people, I've got a new sponsor, we were talking about that. Some people, you know, specific foods don't trigger them, but they get the effect from volume. Well, then if volume eating is a challenge, then weighing and measuring is a great way to, to uh, you know, eat proper portion sizes. So these are all tools and and there's a higher power too. You know, if I'm rigidly controlling my weight and weighing and measuring and I'm so stressed that uh, if somebody takes a green bean off my plate and I'm going to stab them with my fork, uh, uh, that's not being very uh, spiritual or higher powered. So, it, you know, these are all tools, but um, the main thing is staying um, in conscious contact with God and seeing, you know, uh, but, you know, we get to eat three meals a day at least. And so, um, and so uh, that's where, um, uh, you know, we we also need some practical tools. Thanks for the question, Audrey. And next up, we have Celia. And um, after that, um, there'll be opportunities if you have a question for Donna. So, Celia, good morning. Hi, um, this is Celia. I might have interrupted you. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're but... good. <laughs> So um, Celia D. from Massachusetts and um, recovering um, bulimic and um, compulsive overeater. And I just wanted to get on and is Donna the speaker's name? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to thank you, Donna, because what I've been really needing recently is how do I connect with my higher power? It just had was feeling like I, you know, I was in that place of I know there's a higher power, but I don't know how the practicality to connect with my higher power. And you gave me many examples of that in your talk today, and I'm very, very grateful for that and my heart is very full so thank you thank you oh, did you thanks. have a question Celia I'm not sure if that if that was a question I sort of heard a question in there <laughs> if it's okay because I heard you know how do we how do we connect with the higher power you know it, it's um and I know you've spoken to that Donna but you know when it's a little bit more challenging maybe you can elaborate on it a little bit sure yeah, well, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but you know, generally once I'm up, up, I'm running through the day, and uh, when I'm when I'm running the show, there is not much space for a higher power. And when I am in self-will, God's gonna go, okay, she's running the show, so God's not gonna say 
close. And so um, I just want to reflect on page 45 is the thesis of the big book. It's in We Agnostics. And it says, um, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously, but where and how do we find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And it says, the power, I have a note, the power will solve the problem. Lack of power is my dilemma. And so that's what, that's what we want, that's we work the steps to de develop a conscious contact with God. So one, work the steps and, you know, we clear away the wreckage of the past uh, by working, um, it, um, of, you know, one, we decide that we're not, that we're not God, two, that there is a God, and three, then we, we, we work the pro all the other steps to start to develop that connect, conscious contact with God. And so, but, uh, 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 you know, are you making time to, uh, 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 pray and meditate. Um, you know, when I started meditating, I, I, I think it's helpful to know. I, I, when I started meditating, I was going to an OA meeting where we set a timer for three minutes to meditate. And I'm like, oh, what? I can meditate for three minutes? I guess I'd have had to be like 20 minutes to nothing. And so I, okay, well, I set a timer for three minutes at, at home and I started meditating for three minutes. And then, about every week or every other week, I'd add a minute, four minutes, five minutes, up to 10 minutes. And now I find I'd like to meditate for 20. I find it takes me about 10 minutes just to kind of quiet all the mental chatter. And uh, after those t initial 10 minutes, that's when I start to kind of feel some uh, conscious contact with my higher power. So, um, so if you've never meditated, start with one minute and then just keep adding a minute every every week. Um, and just take a minute to just, you know, say, hi, God. And, and, and um, I recommend praying to God, God, how can I connect with you? How can I get to know you? How would you like me to meditate? How would you like me to pray to you? Um, and those, that would be ways to find out how your high power would like to connect with you. Um, I also want to remember that um, I have this memory. I went to the OA birthday party in L.A. many years ago, and there was a long timers panel and what really struck me, you know, a lot of people were asking them how you work your program. And what I heard over and over was that a lot, a big part of their program was reading the big book and meditating. That they were, you know, and those were in the earlier days of my program. And I um, was very focused on the tools, you know. And um, they were more about just staying consciously connected with their higher power. So I thought that was, that, that's, that's something that has stayed with me. You know, the, the purpose of this book is to is to um, find a power greater than ourselves. The purpose of sponsoring is to help people find a power greater than themselves, and so that's that's really what this all is about. Yeah, thanks, Donna. And um, who else? Uh, we still have time. Who else has a question for for Donna this morning? Press star one. My name's Christina. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Okay, Elisa. I got you, Christina, and then I heard Elise. Is it Elise or Elisa? Elise N. Elise Terry N. Okay, Terry. Simma. Simma. That was Sherry, not Terry, with an S. Oh, okay. <laughs> got to clean the wax out of my ears. Thanks, Sherry. And then Simma. Anybody else? Okay. 
Let's go with, I heard uh, Christina, Elise, uh, uh, Sherry, and Sima. Christina, good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm Christina, recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic in Chicago. Um, I don't have a question. I just wanted to chime in and say thank you for the beautiful lead. You know, as you were going through this and have answered all these questions and really referred back to the big book, um, a story, a quick one came to my mind that I just wanted to like share because it's, it's, it's really driven me with this 11th step over the years. And I was in a, a meeting once with a very dear friend of mine. I'm in a, another 12-step program and there was a recovered Jesuit priest who went to um, a banquet. There were over a thousand priests and nuns there, and he's sober. And he had a small table of recovered individuals in a 12-step program. And one of the things he said was, after 35-plus years of studying in a religion and philosophy and his experience, our 11th step in our big book had given him such a foundation and an experience with God that he had never had before. And, you know, here was a Jesuit priest, and he said the instructions in our 11th step and what we do upon awakening, what we do at night, what we do throughout the day, as we grow and we're in different parts of our recovery, are the single most astounding instructions he had ever, ever been given. And here was a man of, you know, great religion, in a room of thousands of people who are non-addicts. And, you know, for me, some of the things that you shared, the lack of power, you know, that is our dilemma. My, my ideas, when I'm in there and not trying to run my show and control my food and think about, I'm, I'm not surrendered. You know, my ideas don't work with this disease. If they did, I would have never come here. Um, you know, and so today my experience is through working these steps, I am recovered. I don't think about, you know, what do I want to eat? What do I, all of that is in God's hands. It's not about the food. The food is not the problem. The weight is not the problem. You know, I have a beautiful relationship with God today that solves all my problems. Does he do it my way? No. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's painful and sometimes it's challenging and but the beautiful thing is I have recovered from such a hopeless state of mind and body around this disease. And so your, your message and your lead was beautiful. And for anyone who is new here, you know, the 12 steps contained in that big book and the recovery portion of the book are miraculous. You know, we, we have life. I have life hey, today. Christine, I'm going to um, interrupt you. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to stick with questions. Thank you so much. I, your okay. comments were really good. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Okay, you bet. Um, so next up with the question is Elise followed by Sherry. Elise, good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, I was wondering, I had, I've been taught that you're allowed to pray for yourself as long as you pray for somebody else first. And in praying for yourself, so that you can be of service um, to yourself and others. For example, when you have the long COVID, let's say, and you want to pray that you'll get better, isn't that allowed? Yeah, thank you, Alicia. I'm not sure, like, officially kind of what, what's allowed. I, I think the main thing is, like, that we're not placing orders like we place a food order. 
but sure, like I like the healthier I am, the more of service I can be. So, um, um, you know, uh, but I also know people who say, look, uh, like what a God, whatever, if you want me to have long COVID, I'll have long COVID, whatever, you know, whatever. I don't know what your plan is for me. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know officially kind of where those lines are, but, um, but the, I think the focus needs to be on, on service to others. Yeah, th- thanks so much uh, for answering that, Donna, and, and thanks for the question on that, Elise. Okay, next up we have Sherry, followed by Sima. Sherry, good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sherry. Um, I'm new to Vision, but I'm not new to LA. And Donna, um, thank you so much for, for really helping me today. You said a couple things that I'd like to write down in my journal. So my questions are, I caught the four prayers. I thought you said... Um, Hi, God. Thank you, God. How can I serve you, and where can I be of service? Did I write this down correctly? That's number one. The second one was early on in your talk, you talked about separating the religious God and your higher power, and you you made a very simple statement. Fortunately, I didn't have my journal in front of me at the time. Could you possibly remember what you said? But I know you do the four prayers. You probably remember that very clearly. Uh, well, thank you, Sherry. Yeah, so my um, my prayers are, hi, God, thank you, God, um, help me, God, and, uh, and um, and you know, is that, is help me, God, say, being a praying for myself? Um, I sometimes say, help me, God, you know, um, and then uh, how can I be of service? Um, and then I'm not sure I remember the, uh, well, the, the separation, I guess my religious God was kind of out there somewhere and was not somebody that I could rely on. Um, you know, one of the things that, that – because, uh, uh, you know, I was meditating and working my 11th step early in, in, in my program, and I was like, well, when am I going to understand God? Like, I want to have this, you know, relationship with a tangible God, and 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 was kind of annoyed that I wasn't reaching that. And then um, one day I was like, nobody understands God. Like, there's these people who meditate, and there's these nuns and priests, and, you know, if people had this kind of concrete, like, understanding of God, like – we would know about it. So, so, you know, I've heard about, you know, that we have a God of our misunderstanding. Um, so, you know, once I was like, it's not my job to understand God by my, through my prayer and meditation. Um, that was, um, that kind of helped me develop a, a deeper relationship because I'm never going to understand God. And my God has changed over the, my higher power has changed over the years. Um, and maybe, and will still continue to change. So, um, uh, um, and then also, um, Asking God, hey God, how can I, you know, have a conscious contact with you? I think that that always helps. Um, and then the big thing for me is relying on my higher power because I can be like, hi God, you know, you're over there, but I'm I got the, I'm running the show. So I say in the morning, thank you God for running today's show. Um, and because um, and I have to consciously say, God, God, you're running today's show. You know, I'm not running the show today because because I can very easily be spiritual, but not reliant on God. And the whole point of the this program is to be God-reliant. And so oftentimes in my 10th steps, um, I see where I'm reliant on people, places, and things um, for my serenity. And when I'm in fear, which is my predominant emotion, I'm being self-reliant. Fear is self-reliance, right? Uh, you know, the fear prayer is, um, you know, in the, when the four steps, am I relying on finite self? Or my infinite higher power, how's that working for me, right? So whenever I'm in fear, it's because I'm self-reliant. So whenever I'm having these emotions, 
um, then uh, then, um, those are good reminders. I'm working my 10th step and then, oh, but here I am self-reliant again or reliant on other people to be doing it my way or I need them to be okay. Um, uh, And so, or here I am reliant on my business to get a client for me to be okay. So those are all reminders that I'm not relying on my higher power and then I, I do my best to reconnect. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that question, Sherry. So we're going to, uh, next up, we have a question from Sima, and then we'll see if there's any uh, others. And if not, we'll, we'll close. Uh, Sima, good morning. Hi, good morning, Larry. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. Uh, I loved your presentation. I felt like you were speaking my words. Uh, I just wondered, I don't know if you said in the beginning how long you've been in program. And how long you've been recovered? Oh, thank you, Sima. Thank you for your feedback. I've been in program uh, this October will be 21 years, and recovered 20 years. And yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Sima. Okay, last call. Last call. Anyone have a, a question? Deborah E. Matthew G. Matt, I heard Matthew. Um, did I hear Jessica? I think I did. Joe P. Or not? Oh, Joe. Okay. All right, let's go Lisa with B. that. Um, did you hear Deborah E? I did hear Deborah. Here's who I okay. heard. I heard Deborah. Yeah, I heard Deborah, but we're we're gonna see how far we get. I heard Deborah followed by Matthew. Um, I believe Jessica, but maybe not Joe and Lisa. But we'll see how far we get, or if I. Uh, if I heard everyone correctly. So let's start with Deborah. Good morning, Deborah. Did you get me, Mary? Kathy, Joe P. Good morning. I don't know if we'll get Kathy. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I don't know that we'll get that far. (laughs) So let's go with Deborah. Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks for calling on me. My name is Deborah E. I'm in Montana. And first of all, thank you to Donna. Thank you so much for what you presented. Um, The question I have for you specifically is in sponsoring other members, how do you work with them if you see if you discover and your sponsee discovers that they're having trouble turning this over? I found that was my hardest thing in recovery, being able to truly allow my higher power to become in charge of my weight, my food, my life, every moment of my life. So how do you do that in a practical way with sponsees? And I will mute myself. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Deb, Deborah. Well, um, so well, earlier days of sponsoring, and I, you know, I continue to learn so much through um, through the vision meetings, and I also go to. I'm not an alcoholic, but there's a local AA meeting I go to in, in person that I just love. So it's a continuing journey. And earlier when I sponsored, it was like you have to do follow all my rules, and it was kind of like. Kind of like the Donna show, right? You got to follow my rules. And then I, I learned um, in a way that the purpose of sponsoring is to help people, you know, rely on their higher power. That's why that's the purpose of doing the steps, right? So that's the purpose of sponsoring. And um, you know what? Finding and relying on a higher power is, uh, is and some people are atheists, you know, um, that's everyone's personal journey. And that is a lifetime journey. And um and, um, you know, for a long time, I was willing to, you know, the step one, step two, step three are about 
you know, admitting my powerlessness over my food. And really just in the last few years have I realized like, oh, like step 11 is really saying I turn my whole life, you know, I'm I bet it, like, like by the time we get to step 10, 11, we're admitting we're powerless over our lives and that I need my higher power for everything. So, um, so, you know, I'm just, I would say for me just recently, am I really getting that I really am powerless over my whole life and I need God for everything, not just my food. Like, and so I'm, I'm on that journey. Everyone's on that journey. And I, I don't think we can like, you have to turn your life and will over. It's a long journey. And every day I wake up with, with my holding on to everything in a, in a death grip. And I have to remind myself that there's a higher power and it's a, every day that there's that journey for me. So um, I think it's just having those conversations about having, helping them uh, develop a conscious uh, contact with their higher power through prayer and meditation, as we've talked about today, about keeping it real simple that a meditation can start with one minute. I want to put a plug out there. There's meditation apps for your smartphones. There, a lot of them are free. You know, just find a meditation. There's, I know people who do meditations from YouTube. There's all sorts of meditations out there. You can look up 12-step program meditations. Um, so meditation, I think it's easy, you know, start set a timer. Um, and on the phone, I think there's like a little breathing app. Um, so so I would just encourage people to try try stuff out, see what works. Um, write letters to their higher power. Um, write a gratitude list. Who knows? Um, uh, I, I keep a list of people I'm praying for. Um, so just, I would, you know, just like anything with sponsoring and sharing what works for you and giving them some ideas and see what works. But it's a journey, you know, like um, I'm just kind of getting a clear understanding of my higher power along the journey and who knows where this will go. Thank you, Deborah. Yeah, thanks, Deborah. Just to let everyone know, we're going to get um, Donna's contact information. So uh, if we don't get through all these, you can call her up directly and It'll give you hours and hours of time. I'll give it. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, next up we have Matthew. Matthew, what's your question? Hi, this is Matthew G. calling from Paris. I'm from actually southwest France, compulsive uh, overeater. Thank you so much, Donna, for an absolutely awesome presentation. Um, at the very end of your wonderful presentation, you, you said something, if I'm in self-will, I can't have God's will. I can't be in God's will. I, I, I want to write that down. I just love that so much. And thank you again. That's it. Yeah, Matthew, maybe you could talk offline. There's a book that I've read that is not a, 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 a approved literature, uh, but that's, that book has talked about that, that basically every time I'm in self-will, it's like God might be hovering around, but there's, there's no like, there's no like, um, you know, uh, entryway when I'm in, in self-will. So if I'm running the show, God might be here, but I'm busy running the show. So God's not going to like, you know, uh, uh, take over. I have to make some space for my higher power. Um, I've also heard that, um, you know, if I have a mustard seed of faith, God will, blo- you know, will grow into a big plant. If I take one step towards God, God will come running towards me. So I think part of it is we have to like, you know, God's, God's hanging out, but is not going to offer help unless we, we like make some room and ask. Yeah, th- thanks so much, uh, Matthew. Okay, this, we'll see how it goes. But um, the next uh, question for Donna is from Joe. Joe, good morning. Or did I did I hear that correctly? Was there a Joe, or was that 
perhaps that was maybe that was Kathy Joe P. A minute. Okay, how about Lisa? Hi, uh, yeah, this is Lisa. Donna, thank you so much Good for morning. your share. It was awesome. Good morning. <clears throat> My question is, okay, so I struggle with this. Um, I am a people pleaser and I believe a codependent. So my, I've spent, I've been in a program for a while, um, but I spent the time like beating myself up and beating myself down to be of service or not a be of service of just thinking of others before myself. And I think I do it that to the detriment of myself. Can you speak to a little bit about how you take care of yourself and also be of service? Like, I know you can't give away something you haven't got. If you, that I get a little confused about that. Like, I'm losing myself but not even taking care of myself. Can you speak to that a bit? Well, thank you, uh, Lisa. Um, well, I think that, you know, by doing my quiet time, um, my, my morning meds is really taking care of myself. That's kind of putting the oxygen mask on. Um, you know, during the depths of my long COVID, I could not be of much service. And that was, that was rough. And I've just recently made some amends to people I sponsored during that time because I was in such a fog. I couldn't, I wasn't really present. So, um, so, um, you know, I, I don't personally have that, that, that kind of codependent. Uh, thing um, th- that I that you know element that I struggle with, so it's hard for me to be specific. So you might ask other people. Um, you might work. You know, we we have twelve step programs for codependents. Um, but may- maybe you know having some conscious contact with your higher power will help you get clear about how can I take care of myself here. Uh, is this me? You know, hey God, like I've had this request. Is this going to help me or is this um, being codependent, you might start checking in with your higher power and asking those things. Um, uh, you know, when, when my um, sponsees ask me about things, I ask them, well, well what does your higher power think? So um, you might just start checking in and going, hey, God, what do you think of this? Does this, does this, does this make sense? Um, so that, that's what I would say, just start checking in with your higher power and see, see what, you know, hey, how can I, how can I um, uh, 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 take care of myself today? Um, and how can I be of service to others? And you might get, you might start getting some kind of fine tuning that will help you be more uh, sustaining of your energy. Okay. Um, I mean, just a quick call out. Kathy, Joe P, are you, are you online? Do you want to press star one to unmute? We'll see if we can squeeze you in here. Yes, I'm here, Larry. There you are. Sorry about that. Yeah. I didn't hear you call me. I only heard you call Joe. Anyway, Kathy Joe P., I'm in Minneapolis, compulsive eater. And my question when you're talking about the long COVID is, have you at this point, could you say you've grown closer to God? I had open heart surgery and I have trachea disease and I believe both of those things have helped me draw closer to God and I feel closer to God, an opportunity for a surrender. I'm also getting divorced. I'm not there yet with my divorce, but I'm believing that's going to be true. So that's what I want to hear. Well, thank you, Kathy Jopi. Well, you know, so my my sponsor helps to remind me that any challenge is an opportunity to lean into higher power. That is not my nature. My, you know, my when under stress, I go into self reliance and I got to figure it all out. So. Um, 
So it sometimes when under stress, it takes me a while to remember that I don't have to figure this all out. I don't, I don't have to run the show. I have a higher power. But yes, every obstacle in my path is an opportunity to get closer to my higher power. And I would say I am getting closer to my higher power with the long COVID now. I do see it as an opportunity to be of service. And I just want to put out on this that, you know, I I I am here to help if, if anyone's struggling with Long COVID, let me know how I can help. Um, you know, I see that I have this huge opportunity to be of service now because of, of uh, something I've dealt with that, that there are many others dealing with. So it's an opportunity for me to be of service. It's an opportunity for me to lean into higher power, though that is not my uh, my first reaction. My reaction first is to, like, abandon my God, abandon myself, get really angry. And, um, you know, ultimately that's going to lead me to, to eating um so um but um by working my my program and having these kind of um uh foundations in my day where i you know i do my things whether i want to or not like um that does lead me back to god and then i have a sponsor i go to meetings i have sponsees so that those are all i have all these these um um routines and routines and rhythms in my life and sometimes i'm am acting as if, but uh, they, they do allow me that opportunity to stay connected with my higher power. Yeah, th thanks, Kathy Joe. And uh, we're going to now uh, close the meeting. And Donna, thank you so much. A beautiful presentation, very hopeful. So we, we appreciate that. Um, so you, let me Larry. give you the share ID. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Let me give you the share ID for, uh, for Donna's presentation, that number is 20,534. That's 20534. We're not, we'll get uh, Donna's contact information at the end of the recorded portion. And uh, so now I'm going to read from page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>